Hello, welcome to A Weekly Word. I am Pastor Eric Tritton from Glory Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. Thank you for being with me. I want to start with a, a statement. I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, Christianity has made the world a better place. Now, I'm not saying that through rose-colored glasses. Um, I know that in the history of Christianity, there have been all kinds of problems with the Christian church and things that have been done in the name of Jesus that are really unsavory. Uh, but I'm also not saying this out of bias. There truly are significant contributions that Christianity, the church, and individual Christians have made in the history of the world. So just a couple, for instance, um, the idea of personhood and valuing all people. Uh, that, that, that comes out of Christianity. It comes out of the scriptures, out of the Bible. Um, is this something that's been done perfectly? Well, no, it has not. Uh, nevertheless, it is definitely part of Christian teaching. Uh, art. Think about the Renaissance, the paintings and the sculptures. Uh, think about the music of the Reformation. Think about the architecture that we see all across Europe. So much of that flowed out of Christianity. Uh, science has been heavily influenced over the centuries, uh, and partly because Christianity gives a worldview that offers a belief that the world is ordered in such a way that we can study it and know it. And people began to study it and to know it. And that led to advancements in all kinds of technology and medicine. Uh, in fact, in medicine, uh, how many hospitals are named after saints or uh, Trinity hospital system or, or, or whatever else? And there are all kinds of philanthropy that have come out of Christianity. And so when I say that Christianity has made the world a better place, uh, I think that there is a lot of truth in that statement. And that brings me to think about what are we about? What is our purpose as the church? And I, I take you back to our mission statement here at Gloria Day uh, and think about what it means when we say that we are here gathering people to Christ, building believers in Christ, and serving the world as Christ. And, and that's really a big part of what I mean when I say serving the world as Christ. It's partly that we're making the world a, a better place when we serve the world as Christ. Uh, in Matthew chapter 22, Jesus teaches us to love your neighbor as yourself. We're, we're to care about other people's well-being. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16, it says, Do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. That's pretty clear that we're looking at other people and how do we make their lives better based on the, the resources and the goods that we ourselves have. Or how about this one? What good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, is not, if it is not accompanied by actions, is dead. James chapter 2. 
It's really clear from the scriptures that we are to care about other people, to do things that help them to have a better life in this world. And so when I think about that statement, serving the world as Christ, uh, I actually in some ways split it in two parts because on the, on the one hand, we definitely need to talk about what does it mean to serve the world. And when we think about serving the world, this is definitely dealing with people's physical needs. And Jesus shows his compassion for our physical needs in the simple fact that he comes and he becomes one of us to stand with us. We call this the incarnation, where God takes on human flesh, where he becomes one of us, dwells among us, so that when we look at Jesus, we're looking at somebody who is truly human and truly divine. And in that state of being truly human and truly divine, he, he acts in, in ways that show mercy. And we, as God's people, care about mercy. Uh, we feed the poor. We, we help people with paying their rent and all kinds of things that show mercy to help people to have a good life here and now. And we do right to do that. Um, we have a ministry here at Gloria Day that we call Sandwich People. And these are people who, they make food, and they go out, and they deliver food to, to homeless people. Not only that, they treat those people with dignity, and they, they show them mercy and kindness, and they also share the gospel with them. You know, so there are lots of different ways that we might incarnationally show mercy to other people. Justice is another matter to be concerned about when we think about people having the things that they need in their lives. You know, as we look at the world, we can see where there are uh, systems in place that make it difficult for some people to get jobs or to get housing uh, or to get the basic necessities of their lives. And as Christians, that we would speak out against such things and actively uh, pursue legislature that helps people to have better lives, uh, I think that that fits very much within the realm of what it means to serve the world as Christ. So when we serve the world, we are looking at the needs of other people, physical needs. But I also want to make sure that we don't lose sight of that last bit that says, as Christ. Because when you look at Jesus' life and ministry, yes, he made contributions to the poor and he helped the sick, but that's not what he said his primary ministry was. You know, so what did Jesus say that his purpose was for coming? He said that his purpose was to save sinners. And when I think about Jesus saying that he has come to save sinners, when we see in his life you know, that he has come to, to die and to rise again, that sometimes when we look at the issues of uh, mercy and justice in this world, what we're looking at are actually symptoms of a deeper problem that we have as humanity, symptoms of uh, a deeper need that we have as, as human people. And so when we start talking about um, what does it mean to serve the world as Christ, it means that we're going to dig into what is the root cause behind these symptoms. And the root cause ultimately is sin. 
And Jesus died to pay for sins, to atone for sins. And so as God's people, as Christians, we want to make sure that when we are going about serving the world, that we don't lose track of this as Christ part. Nor do we want to lose track of the serving the world part, but we want to make sure that when we're taking care of people's physical needs, helping people in those physical needs, that we don't lose track of there is a root cause that is bringing the pain and suffering of people into this world. And that is that we live in a world that is captive to sin, death, and the devil. And Jesus has defeated all of those enemies, and we proclaim that salvation. And, and not just proclaim it, but through us, Jesus delivers forgiveness and life, eternal life to people. You know, so when we think about what we are about as the church, we want to make sure that we are proclaiming the gospel, that we're proclaiming this good news that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that the son of God loved us so much that he willingly became human to bear our sins and to take them to the cross and to die for us. And so that that can never be untied from the work that we do when we serve our neighbors. Because Jesus' first message, and the message that is continually throughout his ministry, is repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. And when we start talking about repentance, it means that our hearts are turned away from our sin, and our hearts are turned back to our, our Creator, back to the one who loved us, back to the one who redeemed us. So when we start talking about serving the world as Christ, we have to recognize that we see the whole person when we serve the world as Christ. We see the person who is in need, who needs to be given food, who needs to be given dignity, who needs to be recognized as a, a, a fellow creature that, that God has loved in Christ. And so we look at the needs of the body but we must not neglect the needs of the soul. Because just practically speaking, these bodies that we are in, they die. Yes, we look ahead to the resurrection when we will receive new bodies. But this life, this world, it does not last forever. And Jesus is coming again. And we are dealing with God who is the one who created us out of his love, and so he very much cares about these physical needs, who redeemed us. And when we think about redemption, we can't just think about redeeming our souls, but he redeems our bodies as well and gives us new bodies in the resurrection. And not only that, but when we start talking about serving the world as Christ, one of the incredible realities of God's love and forgiveness and mercy is that when we come to believe in him, his Holy Spirit dwells in us and he makes us into God's temple. And so there's this incredible dignity that God gives to us as we live in his love and in his forgiveness. And when we serve the world as Christ, it really is rooted in that dignity as seeing people as People loved enough to, God loved enough to create, to redeem, and to dwell among. And he continues to dwell among us. So we serve the world as Christ. We care about the physical needs of our neighbors. 
but we don't lose track of those spiritual needs as well. And we make sure that we're always pointing people to Jesus. Thanks for taking some time to be with me. If you liked what you heard today, please like it, share it, help other people to find it. Um, And think about how do we help people meet Jesus as we care about them as individuals. God bless you.